the, the gist of what I put myself through was not at all what I was expecting. I was really more expecting um, something a lot more chill. Um, people just like, I, I, don't, I don't even know, to be honest with you, I, I went in with no expectation whatsoever, which was a really good thing. You're listening to Young Smart Money, a podcast that inspires young entrepreneurs to take their personal finances to the next level. My name is Apple Kreider, and I am a huge personal finance nerd and entrepreneur who's constantly looking for a better way. Whether it's amassing millions of credit card points, learning which parts of the tax code can work to your advantage, or just figuring out how to run your business as smart as possible, I am all about it. Join me as I sit down with some of the smartest financial planners and specialists for young entrepreneurs out there and extract the action steps you need to get the most bang for your buck from your business. Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Kreider. Today, as you guys can tell by the title, I recently got back from a uh, 10-day stint of meditating for 12 hours a day. So um, there's kind of a lot to, to dive into um, when it comes to this experience that I just had. So I'm thinking I'm going to split it up into three um, kind of shorter segments instead of kind of just throwing it all at you at once. Um, I figured I could get pretty long. I've been explaining this to a bunch of people and um, it's, it's been going at least an hour for each explanation. So I figure if I, if I cut it up a little bit into three different chunks, then it shouldn't be too bad. So in this video, um, this podcast, we're going to be talking exclusively about kind of what this was and why I decided to do it. Um, cause I think that's, that's kind of what some people are interested in. The other ones are going to get a little bit deeper into, um, kind of like the, the, the mental side of it and kind of what I learned, what I'm walking away with. This one is going to be more, more focused on like what actually I did and why I kind of did it. Um, then there's going to be one more later on about kind of the biggest challenges that I faced, um, throughout it, kind of what I thought was going to be a challenge going into it and then coming out of it, like what were the actual challenges that I faced and then how am I moving forward with what I learned into the real world. So those are kind of the three little buckets that we're going to be doing. Um, so let's just dive right into it now that you understand what's going on. So uh, 10 days of meditation for 12 hours a day um, sounds pretty wild. Even it, it sounded pretty wild to me um, when I signed up for it because um, prior to signing up for this, I'd really only meditated once in my life and that was for about 10 minutes. So um, I came into this with very uh, little preparation or expectation whatsoever, which I think was a really good thing. So how I got introduced to this was kind of interesting. Um, a roommate of mine at um, college, I, I just finished up at, at University of Wisconsin-Madison. So I had a roommate there who was thinking about doing one of these when he graduated, uh, which is going to be this spring. And, and he was telling me about it, um, why he was thinking about doing it, um, all that good stuff. And that kind of just got the gears turning for me because I was like, you know what? Um, that does sound like a really good way to cap off your college experience, like have some time to reflect, take a step back, slow down, all that good stuff. So uh, the gears kind of got turning. This was uh, probably about four or five months ago um, when he first mentioned it to me. So I was kind of thinking about it, asking him some questions and kind of digging a little bit deeper into the organization that runs these things, which I'm going to be talking about a little later on. But basically, he introduced this thing to me. I was sitting on it for a little bit. Um, and then about well, a month after he said that to me, um, the registration opened up. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to register for this thing. I really, I didn't, I didn't know what I was signing up for. Um, I just knew it was going to be like 12 hours meditation a day. Um, and it would be a, a cool, a cool learning experience. So once I did sign up for the retreat, um, at that point, I started preparing a little bit. So I started doing about 10 minutes of, of guided meditation a day, which uh, eventually ramped up to a whole 20 minutes a day by the time the uh, course came around. So um, it was a pretty, it was a pretty steep jump from about 20 minutes a day to about 12 hours a day. 
but um, we'll, we'll get into that more so later on. So the basic structure of the retreat, again, it wasn't just like me sitting in a closet for 12 hours a day. Um, there was, it was pretty structured, pretty regimented, and I was there with other people, nobody that I knew, um, but it wasn't just me there. Um, and it wasn't just me like on my own, just like sitting down and like ohm for like 12 hours a day. That wasn't, that wasn't what I was doing. So, um, basically how the retreat was kind of structured was, um, you, you go to this place for 10 days. You're not allowed to leave. Um, you're not allowed to have any technology. Um, and you kind of just, you stay there and you have this very strict timetable that you're sticking to every single day. So, um, at this retreat center, it was in, um, kind of the middle of the woods in Wisconsin, which is kind of convenient. wasn't too far away from me, probably about an hour drive, um, everything said and done. So basically you get to this retreat um, center kind of thing on day zero. Um, and at that point, um, you've got about three hours or so to just kind of um, chat with the other people that are there and kind of just get to know them, get to know what's going on, um, get everything um, signed up, registered, read the rules and everything, and just kind of like get get set a little bit before things start. So you have like three hours to meet people. I personally chose not to take advantage of that time just because I figured if I didn't know the people there, um, it'd be a lot easier to um, not be tempted to talk to anyone because because the whole 10 days, you're not allowed to say one word. You're not allowed to communicate with anyone in any way. Um, it's called noble silence, which means um, you're not allowed to communicate. It's not just talking, um, but no talking, no writing, no eye contact, no um, gestures, no glances, like literally no way to communicate a message to any other human being is allowed. It's, it's, it's just you doing your own thing. And I liked that a lot. I think if I would have been able to communicate with other people, uh, it would have been much less, um, it would have been much more difficult for me to really get to that deep of a state that I was getting to and have some of the experiences that I was able to have um, by just being so much like in my own zone, in my own body, and not focusing on anything um, externally. So I was really, really grateful for that. Um, so I, I really didn't talk to anyone those first three hours. I kind of just showed up, did my own thing, walked around, explored a little bit. It was a very, it was a very small campus, so there wasn't really much to explore. But um, just thought I'd get get my bearings a little bit, get comfortable. And then um, that first night, we had our first meditation session. So that kind of brings me into um, the rules. So the, the rules for uh, this uh, center and really all centers. Um, around the world, uh, a goal or something like this. Okay, so there's um, kind of eight uh, rules that you have to agree to, um, but but the most the most kind of notable ones, the most difficult ones were um, one, no talking. So that was that was a big one. No no communication whatsoever. Um, next, we have got no technology. So on that first day when you get there, you turn in your phone, your watch, your, your anything that is technology. Um, it's a no go. Um, they have like electricity and light switches and stuff. And uh, but that's that's pretty much about it when it comes to technology. So uh, no technology. That's a no go. Um, what else do we got? So no talking, no technology. Um, you are sleeping for about five to maybe six hours a day. Um, that'll be that'll be more in, in the timetable, which I'm going to mention in a little bit here. Um, but you're sleeping for about five, six hours a day. You're fasting for about 20 hours a day. So um, from 7 a.m. you get a meal, 11 a.m. you get a meal, um, and then that's it until the next day at seven. So um, from from that time on, you're you're basically fasting for about 20 hours a day, um, which was a whole another challenge in and of itself. Um, for me, I'm used to eating about six times a day, so um, that that was that was pretty significant as well. Um, but those those were kind of the big ones, okay? There's also no reading, no writing. Um, so you're really just, you don't really have any options. There's no exercise. So you have basically no options other than to meditate, okay? So you, you have meditation, you have sleep, you have eat. Uh, that's pretty much all that you're able to do while you are there. So 
bringing me to the schedule, um, it was pretty, again, regimented schedule. You weren't just kind of like free to like do what you wanted. Well, you kind of were, but uh, we'll get into it. So basically the wake up bell is at 4 a.m. So at 4 a.m. someone's coming into the cabin where we're sleeping. They're hitting a bell uh, a couple times, pretty much right next to your face. It's, it's a very abrupt waking up. So you're waking up at four, whether you want to or not, there's really no choices there. Um, and then by 4.30 um, is the first meditation session. So the first meditation session, you have some options. Okay, you can either meditate in your room, which is basically um, a six foot by six foot um, box that is uh, created by some white sheets that are kind of hanging from the walls. So um, they only come out up to your neck. So you can kind of just see right over in anyone else's room. The, the, the door is another sheet that closes about halfway. So there's no privacy. Um, you can't really pretend like there's privacy, um, which is what it is. Um, so uh, that's that's where that's where the sleeping quarters are. And within that little six foot by six foot box, you've got a bed, you've got a chair and you've got a little rug on the floor. And that is it. So um, you can either choose to meditate in in your room for that first two hours sitting from 430 to 630. Or you can choose to meditate in the meditation hall, which is basically um, this pretty pretty big room that can fit about 60 or so people comfortably sitting cross-legged on the floor with maybe about nine inches of space in between each other. So uh, it's, it's um yeah, so, so you got your options. You can either meditate in your room or in the hall um, for those first two hours. You can kind of move between them as you want. Um, you don't kind of have to just sit down um, and you can't get up for two hours. So that's the first two hours. Then you got breakfast, which which was great uh, because, again, we hadn't been eating for about 20 hours. So breakfast was always very, very good. I always really appreciated it. Um, the first day, I actually missed breakfast. I didn't hear them ding the bell because I was expecting that they would come into our rooms and hit the bell like they did with uh, with waking up. They did not do that. And so I missed breakfast on the first day and actually just ended up meditating all the way through breakfast. So ended up with about a four hour meditation setting, sitting um, my first morning there, which was very um, intense. But it, I think it did a good job for preparing me because I never had to, to make another four hour sitting the whole time I was there. All the other ones were broken up into smaller than four hour chunks. So um, I got that out of the way <laughs> right away. And I learned my lesson pretty quick not to uh, not to miss a meal again. So uh, breakfast day one was was non-existent. But um, after breakfast, then you head to the meditation hall for the first group sitting. So with the group sitting, basically what you got is everybody's in the hall at once, uh, men and women. Um, and one thing I didn't mention is the camp is completely segregated uh, men and women. So men and women are never in the same buildings. They're never within eye shot of each other. Like if I didn't know that there were women at this camp, I wouldn't have known like it was it was completely segregated except for the meditation hall. So in the meditation hall, the men sat on the left side, the women sat on the right side. Um, so you could like look over and and see that there were, in fact, women there. Um, but other than that, you're, you're totally segregated, um, which was which was interesting. Again, I didn't really know anybody there, so I didn't really care that much. Um, but that is another interesting thing to note. So uh, nine o'clock, everybody is or eight o'clock, rather eight a.m. Everybody's in the meditation hall after breakfast. Um, and with these group meditations, again, everybody's in there, everybody's sitting on the floor cross-legged, which was a huge challenge for me. Um, but I'll get into that in a future video. So we're all sitting in there and, um, you get about five minutes of instruction from the instructor via, um, an audio that's coming from the speakers, um, that kind of just tells you like what you should be doing, what you should be working on. Um, and then after that, it's just complete silence for about uh, 50, 55 minutes. 
um, until the end of it. And uh, th for the first three days, you were allowed to kind of like move around and kind of adjust yourself if you needed to, like lean forward, lean back, um, roll your shoulders a little bit, stretch out a little bit or something. But um, after day three, starting on day four, uh, during these one hour sittings, which there are four of each day, you are not allowed to move. So you can't adjust your legs, you can't adjust your back, you can't adjust your arms, you can't open your eyes. Um, you are sitting like a statue for a full hour, um, whether you like it or not. And um, yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of pain going on, which I'll talk about later. But um, those were some very, very difficult sittings. Um, four hours a day um, of just not moving is a lot harder than you might think. Um, even if you think it's hard, it's probably harder than you think it is. So 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 that was that was from eight o'clock to nine o'clock from not uh, from yeah, from nine to eleven. You have another two hour block where you can choose to either meditate in the meditation hall or in your room. So that's kind of a uh, dealer's choice right there. That one was always not too bad because you're just coming off breakfast, you're feeling pretty good, you're excited for lunch. Um, so that meditation sitting wasn't ever too bad. Then again, like I said at 11, that's when you get lunch. So you got an hour for lunch to just eat. And then they had this small uh, walking path as well uh, that you could walk around during this time period if you wanted to. Um, was not very big. I'd say if you were walking slow, um, it would maybe take you about two minutes to get all the way around this thing. So I'll uh, just give you some context. This thing was not big at all. And um, I mean, you put like three or four people on there and you're kind of just like walking back to back to back to front. So um, we didn't really, you didn't have much space to move around. And um, when you were on there, everybody was walking real slow. So couldn't really do much exercise at all, but it was nice to get outside, even though most days um, it was about zero degrees Fahrenheit. So kind of, kind of tough to, to stay outside for extended periods of time, especially when I was completely underdressed. Um, so, so, so that was, uh, that gets you to about noon, um, from noon to one, there were office hours with the instructor, which were really, really useful. You could, uh, book out like a five to 10 minute chunk of time to talk with the instructor and, um, kind of just like ask any questions you had about like, am I doing this right? Um, is this, this is the right way to do this? Like, how can I improve this, that, or the other? So that was pretty useful. I took advantage a lot the, of that a lot the first couple days just to um, make sure I was kind of on the right track. But after about day three or four, I, um, I didn't sign up for any more of those just because I felt like I was, I kind of knew what I had to do. It was just kind of a matter of, uh, of getting to it. So, um, that was, that was from noon to one. And then from one to two thirty, um, that's another ninety-minute block for you to just meditate as you want to, your room or the hall. From two thirty to three thirty is the second of the uh, group sittings where everybody's in the hall for an hour and you can't move. So struggle bus was there. Um, and then from three thirty to five, you are again wherever you want to be um, in the hall or in your room. Then at five. What you got is you got tea time. So at five, uh, they let you go and um, make some tea for yourself. Um, the first, the first five or so days, I was having um, some decaf instant coffee, which wasn't even made out of coffee beans. It was uh, made out of barley. So um, I was having some some warm barley water uh, for dinner most days. But then after about day five or six, I kind of just decided that warm barley water wasn't really doing it for me for dinner. So I kind of just decided to skip it. Um, I would either just walk during that time or just rest in my room. Because uh, I mean, it gets twelve hours of meditating really does get to you. I mean, you you might not think it, um, but but calling this a retreat was a little bit misleading. Like when I heard that I was going on a retreat, um, I thought this was going to be a perfect time for me to like relax, like have some some great business ideas, like just kind of like take a step back, slow down, and like it was a great time to like slow down. But th there wasn't really much space for thinking. Um, because the whole purpose was 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 not to think. The whole purpose was to get away from thinking and get away from your thoughts. So 
that was not exactly what I was expecting, but um, a little bit of rest here and there was was definitely good. And even though, honestly, even though I was only getting about five hours of sleep, I never really felt all that tired, which was which was nice. Um, and, and I'll kind of get more into that in, in a later um, episode, just to not kind of bog this down too much. But okay, so that's five to six, you got tea time. Um, and then from six to seven is the third of the one hour sittings where you cannot move. So that's six to seven, seven to eight was a fun time because um, at, at this time you get to see a um, a video discourse, kind of like a, a talk from the instructor. And one thing I didn't mention is the, the instructor for this course is actually dead. Um, I think he's been dead for almost about 10 years now. And so the instruction is given via, um, like I said, uh, speakers for the, um, the the one hour sittings and then for these um, talks. And at the end of the night, um, those are given via a video that was recorded in like the 90s. So that was pretty interesting to kind of um, those videos, basically what they were was they gave a little bit more context to the practice. Um, they, they were um, like historical education as well and kind of just showed you like, okay, you're learning this because you're going to be able to apply it in this way. And like, this is kind of like the rationale behind what you're doing. So they were really useful, um, good at like kind of getting you jazzed up um, and, and, and kind of like revamping your your excitement um, and your enthusiasm if that was getting low near the end of the day, which it which it definitely uh, definitely was when you've been going at it for, for 12 hours. Um, uh, enthusiasm definitely starts to run low. So that was from um, seven to eight. And then from eight to nine, is the last one hour sitting of the day. So that's the fourth one. Um, and um, that one that one is always pretty good because after the um, kind of talk, you get a little bit hyped up um, and then you're feeling ready. You're feeling like, okay, I'm good. I can do this only one more hour and then I'm done. So eight to nine is that last hour. You got to power through. And then after nine, um, from nine to nine thirty, you can actually ask the instructor um, or rather the assistant teacher. So when I say like during office hours, you're talking to the assistant teacher. Um, he's the one that's actually alive sitting at the front of the room while you're meditating. Um, whereas yeah, the instructor's dead, you can't ask them questions. So, um, at, from nine to nine thirty, you can ask the assistant teacher questions, um, in the hall. So it's a little bit more public. Um, but if you have questions you want to ask him, uh, then you kind of just like make a, make a line and kind of do that. So that's, that's kind of the basic timetable. And then from there on, you're free to go to bed. Um, most nights, uh, were kind of tough falling asleep. I'm, I'm not really sure why, since again, I was only sleeping like maybe five or so hours a night, but, um, yeah, getting to bed at 10 was, was usually a struggle. So, but usually like by 11, I was, I was asleep and then up by four. So yeah, usually about five, maybe, maybe five and a half hours of sleep per night. Um, but again, that didn't really, that didn't really end up getting to me. So, um, that's, I mean, that's kind of the, the gist of what I put myself through was not at all as I was expecting. I was really more expecting, um, something a lot more chill. Um, people are just like, I, I, don't, I don't even know, to be honest with you, I, I went in with no expectation whatsoever, which was a really good thing. Cause, um, afterwards uh, they give you about a half a day at the end, um, on day 10, they, they cut your, uh, noble silence uh, about half a day before you leave, which is good because it sort of allows you to ease back into things without kind of just getting thrown into the real world. And so talking to people in that last kind of half day, it was it was kind of clear that there were a lot of people that went into this with kind of expectations of what they were going to get, what they were going to learn. And it, it seemed to me like a lot of those people came out kind of disappointed. So for me to go in with um, no expectations whatsoever, I was like, I don't even know what I'm signing up for. Um, I think that was a really good thing and allowed me to get a lot more out of it than I potentially would have if I had this idea in my head of like what I was going to get. And that's kind of one of the reasons why um, I don't want to um, give people too much of an expectation with these videos. Um, these are kind of just like my experience. Um, this is not like 
like like this video, for example, is really just like what you're signing up for. So <laughs> I don't think this is this is going to do much to set false expectations for you. Uh, the next video where I talk about kind of what I learned might. So if you are thinking about doing one of these, um, I might recommend maybe don't watch that video until after you do it. I don't know. Um, but maybe it'll be interesting either way. Um, but I just don't want you guys going into this with any false expectations. Um, last thing I wanted to mention too is the organization that puts these on, because if you are interested in learning more about them, um, I'll be sure to link them up in the show notes, the description, whatever. Um, they're called Dhamma, um, and, and that's spelled D-H-A-M-M-A dot org. Um, that's their website. They've got about a, a couple hundred centers um, all across the world, actually. So no matter where you're based, there's probably one within a couple hours of you. Um either in, in your country or a neighboring country. I know in the U.S. alone, there's a couple dozen. So um, they're, they're not too too difficult to find. Um, and if you um, if you pick one that you want to do, you're usually able to get in um, if you sign up early enough. So basically, um, the, the organization, it's not religiously based at all. Um, they're non, they, they don't have a, a um, sort of, they're, they're non-sectarian. They don't um, have any kind of beliefs that they're trying to ram down your throat. The, um, the teachings are all based on teachings of Buddha, um, but they're not taught through a Buddhist lens, they're not, um, yeah, they're, they're not a Buddhist organization, but they do use the teachings of Buddha to um, kind of teach the different styles of meditation, which there are, there are three styles that they teach. Um, one of them is called Anapana, which is like the one you do for the first three days to kind of just like sharpen your mind. And then you do Vipassana for days four through nine, which is the main style that um, they, uh, it's, it's called a Vipassana retreat. Um, and, and if you don't know how to spell that, it'll be in the, in the description. So I just search for that or just go to dhamma.org. Um, and then on the last day they teach Metta, um, which, which, uh, means loving kindness and that, that style of meditation, I would highly recommend anybody who has no experience whatsoever in meditation to look into Metta. Um, it's super easy to do. It's like, honestly, it could be like a five to 10 uh, minute commitment per day. Um, and you can get a lot out of it. So I totally, I mean, I'm a huge, huge fan of Metta, um, also Vipassana, but that one, you kind of have to sign up for a 10 day retreat to learn it. Um, just because there's really a lot to it and you have to be in a very specific state of mind to really, um, be able to do it. So, um, you can't really get into that on, on day one, but Anapana or Metta, you can, um, kind of learn on your own just through the internet. So I would, I would, I would start with either of those if you're at all interested in meditation, um, or feel free to, to shoot me a, a message, drop a comment, whatever. Um, if you have any more questions about this retreat, um, overall, extremely positive experience. Um, if I had to describe it in three words, I would say, um, excruciating, um, awareness and fulfilling. Um, those are definitely the three words that I think best sum up my experience. Um, but yeah, I hope this video was, was valuable to you guys. Um, if it was, again, definitely drop, drop me some comments if you have any questions about it. Um, I love, I love talking about it. I've been telling um, anyone who will listen um, all about it. So uh, I'm stoked that you were able to to learn a little about this, little learn a little bit about this experience. Um, it was definitely one that I, I do not regret. And um, yeah, so I hope this was valuable to you. Um, share this with a friend if you know anybody who you think would be interested in it. And um, I'll see you guys in the next one. Have a wonderful day. Um, yeah, take care.